Welcome back to Bots and Thoughts, the hyper automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. I'm your host, Jimmy Hewitt, aka Mr. Automation. What is hyper automation? I'm about to provide you with four different definitions of hyper automation, as well as my thoughts on each of them. But at a high level, hyper automation is an approach, it is a method, it is a category. Hyperautomation is a framework, a set of tools, even a mindset or a philosophy. Hyperautomation allows you, your team, and your company to infuse various types of automation into your existing business, and it enables you to define new, more efficient processes so you don't find yourself automating bad processes to begin with. As you'll see in the next section, Definitions, it's a space that touches both employees and customers. And it's typically introduced via the operations or finance departments for starters until it grows into a level of maturity that requires its own small team and a leader, like a director of intelligent automation or of hyper automation. With that bit of context in mind, let's look at some definitions from authorities on the space. In 2019, a leading business technology analyst firm, Gartner, coined this term hyperautomation, and their latest definition is as follows. Hyperautomation is a business-driven, disciplined approach that organizations use to rapidly identify, vet, and automate as many businesses and IT processes as possible. Hyperautomation involves the orchestrated use of multiple technologies, tools, or platforms, including artificial intelligence, machine learning, event-driven architecture, robotic process automation, business process management, and intelligent business process management suites, integration platforms as a service, low-code, no-code tools, packaged software, and other types of decision, process, and task automation tools, end quote. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there, but let's take a few more cross-sections of how others are defining hyper-automation. A leading robotic process automation vendor, Automation Anywhere's definition is as follows. Hyperautomation is the combination of RPA and other AI technologies, which together enable rapid end-to-end -end business process automation and accelerate digital transformation. Another leading business and technology solutions provider's definition of hyperautomation is the concept of automating everything in an organization that can be automated. That's IBM's. And another, for good measure, is from another business technology advisory firm, TechTarget, who defines hyperautomation as a studied approach to automation. Now, with these four takes on automation, allow me to provide my own analysis of these different definitions. There is no right or wrong definition of hyperautomation. That said, Gartner did coin the phrase, so if anyone is entitled to their definition of hyperautomation, it would be them. And there are three things that I quite like about their definition. Number one is that they define it as business-driven. Looking at a capability and process map, your primary capabilities are those value-add, revenue-generating, customer-facing capabilities. This is your company's lifeblood. And so starting here just makes sense. Number two is Gartner's emphasis on method. Using words like disciplined approach, 
and the three steps of identify, vet, and automate give us so much to unpack on future episodes, but they're spot on by mentioning a method with repeatable steps. And number three is their usage of the word orchestration, which implies a coordinated combination of several hyper-automation tools, not just RPA. And I'm reaching here, but if I may nitpick, their usage of terms like AI and ML aren't specific enough, which can be a slippery slope away from the hyper-automation toolkit and into more pure play data analytics and business intelligence buckets. It's important to note that there is a lot of overlap between these two similar but different topics that are hyper-automation and data science, but they have enough differences for conversations like these to be had about them. Now, to dissect this a bit further and add a dash of specificity to help you formulate your hyper-automation mental framework, AI and ML tools and capabilities that are in play for hyper-automation would include tools and capabilities that replicate human behavior as their primary function. For example, robotic process automation does exactly this. RPA is AI in this context because the bots are mimicking human behavior. That makes it artificial intelligence. Next, and adding a layer of complexity, would be replicating human decision-making based on several to infinite things to consider, like dollar amount, credit score, the Fed's interest rate, and other factors to consider. Train a business rules management platform, or in short, a decision automation tool, to make complex business decisions so that a human no longer has to. This is also artificial intelligence. And there are many other examples of AI and ML that we'll touch on on this podcast that infuse concepts from pure play data science, like limited memory AI techniques that allow processes to self-improve over time. But this overlap is just that. It's an overlap between these two similar but different worlds. Okay, let's come up a level and touch briefly on another definition or two. The RPA vendor's definition was naturally putting a strong emphasis on RPA, but to their credit, they did acknowledge the concept of working together with other hyper-automation tools to achieve end-to-end -end business process automation. And last but not least, I quite like IBM's definition. It's simple, it's accurate, although that does come at the cost of lacking detail, but you can't have it all. <laughs> Automating everything that can be automated is just a nice way of thinking about hyper-automation. Next, let's look at the six or seven tools and capabilities within the world of hyper-automation. Where I'd like to start our list of tools is in line with the hyper-automation methodology and where it begins. Process mapping and mining tools. This comes first because how can you automate a process that you don't understand? These tools allow us to visualize our business capabilities, drill down to the processes that support them, identify process linkages, intersections, and dependencies, simulate and compare the impact of automating this versus that, and all in all allows us to approach hyper-automation projects most scientifically by understanding where we're at and imagining where we could be. Next, I'll mention one of the most common starting places for hyper-automation, and that is our digital employee, Robotic Process Automation, or RPA. It represents the tool capable of replicating what a human does on a computer. 
best use cases here are highly repeatable and of high volume. This tool takes much of the manual out of how we get work done today, but it can only go so far. The last bit I'll say on RPA before moving on is that like all things, consolidation is happening and RPA vendors are building out these other capabilities within their RPA platforms, but don't let the sweet taste fool you. Be discerning about non-task automation capabilities coming out of RPA platforms and depending on your scale, you may be better served looking at more dedicated, purpose-built, non-task automation capabilities. Next, and a second cousin of RPA, is workflow, or business process management. Key differentiator here between workflow and RPA is time, specifically the amount of time it takes to complete a unit of work. While RPA measures units of work in hours and minutes, Workflow measures units of work and time in hours, days, weeks, and in some cases, months. Quick example here is that we've helped a big four accounting and audit firm automate how they prepare an annual report for a multinational corporation. Compare and contrast this to RPA is that RPA can help with many of the steps along the way, but coordinating and orchestrating the long-running process of prepare an annual report can simply not be done with RPA alone. One of my favorite features of Workflow is that it gets proactive by telling people what to do and by when. Lastly is for my managers and executives out there, managing the flow of work with Workflow gives visibility into where things are at. It allows you to reassign work of something that might be stuck in the wrong person's queue, maybe they're on vacation, and provides rich dashboarding into the completion status of the work that matters most. The next capability in the Hyper Automation Toolkit is Decisions. Also known as Business Rules Management, this capability can capture organize and facilitate the intuitive management and upkeep of business rules and decisions. The idea here is why waste high value knowledge workers time when a piece of technology can free up that human to spend their time instead on the hairier, more nuanced approvals. Automate the 50% or so of the reviews that get approved 100% of the time with decision automation Thus, free up your knowledge workers to spend more quality time on the outliers. The last thing I'll say on business rules management and decision automation is that these business rules change. They change with inflation, with regulations, and with time. Proper business rules management platforms allow business users to go in and modify these rules as needed, with all the permissions and governance, of course. But this is important to highlight because there are a lot of companies out there struggling today with hard-coded and extremely difficult to change business rules that could really benefit from this tool in the Hyper Automation Toolbox. The next capability is called Enterprise Content Management. This tool or suite of tools and provides proper content, document, and record taxonomy structure content search embedded in the most common office products like Word, Excel, and Outlook, retention and disposition schedules, and overall the ability to seamlessly interact with the important content like application and claim forms, correspondences and notices, and any other important content that drives your business capabilities. Last and certainly not least in the Hyper Automation Toolkit is Capture. This distinct capability provides a host of value 
but mainly boils down to classifying content so that your team monitoring the general inbox doesn't have to, extracting the data and metadata from this content so your human workers don't have to, and passes this data and metadata downstream to other humans or hyper-automation tools like RPA or Workflow to carry out the rest of the process. Capture is mostly found at the very front end of workflows, capabilities, and business processes. There you have it. The seven tools in the hyper-automation toolkit, process mapping and mining, RPA, workflow, decisions, ECM, and Capture. Next, let's talk about some of the most important conversations and considerations to be had in this space. For starters, let's talk about the big why. Why do hyperautomation? What is your North Star, as we call it? If we lost sight of the forest for the trees, what is the forest? The answer is going to be different for every company, program, project, and process, but writing this big why down is arguably the most important consideration to make in practicing hyperautomation. It is how many manual hours can we free up or reclaim for our knowledge workers? How much can we increase throughput for fill in the blank? And are you doing it to digitally transform, improve your customer experience, or so on and so forth? If so, get specific with your why and use it as your measurable North Star through the next few months and years to see if and how you're achieving it. It's also fun to keep a running tally of things like manual hours saved. We know some teams that are getting well into the hundreds of thousands of manual hours saved with hyperautomation, and this level of maturity turns into millions of manual hours saved over a couple of years with how addition works. In addition to why, another important conversation or consideration to have is how. Don't just jump into your first automation. Use a method. Use a capability map, a process map. Even better, use an interactive capability and process map. Confirm your as-is map with process mining. Create thousands of to-be scenarios in seconds with simulations. Estimate the ROI, prioritize your use cases, and start from there before jumping into your first automation. And the last consideration is to not forget to have fun. This stuff is cool. One of our last clients shared a story with me recently about how delighted and almost elated an entire team of regional managers have become because of a bot that we built in two weeks, saving each of them 45 minutes per day. This 45 minutes is the worst part of their day. Running these five reports is no longer needed because of hyperautomation. How rewarding is that? On this What is Hyperautomation episode, we've carved out a space for this term and topic at the intersection of business architecture, technology, process improvement, operational excellence with a host of secondary benefits, including reclaiming high-value manual labor hours to deploy elsewhere, improving cycle times on key capabilities and processes, whatever they may be, and overall happier employees, customers, and of course, shareholders. We've provided several definitions of hyperautomation, as well as our own take on them. Next, we discussed the most commonly associated tools and technologies, like not just RPA, but process mapping, mining, workflow, business rules management. And finally, we've made some broad brushstrokes relative to the important conversations and considerations within approaching hyperautomation for yourself, your team, your division, and your company. That all rolls up to what is hyperautomation. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Bots and Thoughts, the hyper-automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. Get your hands on more content like this by following us on LinkedIn, YouTube, down in the show notes, and say hello. We'd love to hear your thoughts, perhaps even on an upcoming episode. Stay tuned for more episodes of Bots and Thoughts, the hyper-automation podcast brought to you by Salient Process.